The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP to check email on other email spots. clients. Identify Some fonts from where to find you were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk about maximizing the reach and impact of your content. Joining us is Amanda Milligan, who is the head of marketing at Stacker, which is a newsroom and newswire that creates newsworthy stories and syndicates them to 3,000 high-quality news sites. So far this week, Amanda and I have talked about building brand authority with content. Yesterday, we talked about the power of content syndication. And today, we're going to wrap up our conversation talking about earning links through newsworthy content. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Amanda Milligan, the head of marketing at Stacker. Amanda, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you so much. Day three, let's do this. I'm excited to have you back here. You know, this is the end of our trilogy. You mentioned at the end of the last podcast that you're a D&D fan, you know, just like all the, like the end of all fantasy novels, you know, hopefully we have a happy ending here. And we're going to try to land the plane talking about earning links and through newsworthy content. Now, you mentioned that Stacker started off as a newswire. So for anybody who didn't hear the first couple of episodes, you know, talk to me about what a newswire is and does and how it can be used to syndicate your content. Sure. I think the most recognizable newswires are the Associated Press and Reuters. Pretty much everybody has seen one of those stories in their lives, probably many. Is it Reuters or readers? I always thought it was readers. Is it Reuters? Oh, really? 
Yeah. Now I don't know. I thought it was Reuters. Let's, but let's hey. go with Reuters. I'm sure you're closer <laughs> to it than I am. Listeners, let us know. So the Associated Press, that's one that everybody has seen over and over again. Stacker is relatively new to the scene of newswires. And it is all original storytelling, newsworthy storytelling through Stacker.com that we give to publications for free across the country in order to empower publishers to succeed. That is essentially our fundamental mission is empowering the world's publishers. So it's a really cool fusion of journalism and marketing and my degrees in journalism, but I've been working in marketing for the last 10 years. So for me, it's personally very fun. So that's how you got the job. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting. And I do think I can speak to something we alluded to in the first episode, which was, okay, you can do this type of stuff to earn links, but what is newsworthy content? How does a brand create that sort of thing? There is a lot to that question. That's always the big topic is, hey, what's interesting, right? What, And you know, most of the time when we're thinking about links, it's how can I you know, build a relationship with another property so they are writing about me. And in this case, you're actually creating the content and then handling it to the journalists and hope that they think that it's newsworthy and they'll republish it. Underlying problem still the same. How do you figure out what's interesting? What's newsworthy? Exactly. In any of these cases, you're still creating something that needs to be compelling and of value, not just to the publisher, but to their audience. And you're always... That's the thing. People don't take it that far. They're like, what do I want to create that's interesting without thinking about why somebody would publish this? And that is a very important perspective to have. But I don't know if I can get into all these qualities. I can run through a few. I did mention tangential content this week. That is a good place to start because like I had said, you can't be super promotional. We're not talking about what you're trying to sell. That's not going to count as newsworthy content. That's going to count as an ad. So the way I like to think about tangential content is literally just zooming out. Instead of focusing on all that keyword research you did about your ideal customer profile or your personas, instead thinking about what are like the bigger questions in the industry? What are the challenges people face more generally in your category? And how can you provide any sort of answers or interesting information regarding those? So if you're a dog grooming company, for example, not everything is going to be about dog grooming, but maybe it's about other types of pet care, pet ownership, you're zooming out. That's tangential. The other thing that we see do really well is local. And this is really hard to scale. But anytime that we're able to do it, it does extremely well because people want to know about where they live in particular if you have the data to give them. Let's use the dog grooming analogy. I'm a dog grooming company. And I'm in the suburbs of San Francisco, and I want to raise the profile of my business. Am I going to write the definitive blog post about why Gen Zs should start buying dogs with the hope that, you know, the New Yorker is going to pick up that article and syndicate it? You know, is that really something that is going to benefit my business? Or am I writing about what San Francisco dog owners are trying to accomplish by choosing their pets and trying to take a local slant on something. My, my feeling is, you know, I'm trying to up-level either way with these contents. You know, talk me through what the strategy you would implement if I'm a local dog grooming business. Yeah, I would do both of those depending on where my biggest weaknesses were. So the former would be more, I'm just trying to earn the authority signals from an SEO perspective. That's not going to drive any sort of related referral traffic or, or conversions for you, right? It's tangential. The latter, if you're getting into more... I don't know how to tell you this. Not everybody that reads The New Yorker is actually in New York. <laughs> Some people do read it in San Francisco. 
Maybe I'm getting a little business. <laughs> That's true. You might you might get a few people if you're lucky. No, the latter, local, to your point, you're reaching... If you're a local business like our example is, right? If you're just like a standalone operation, local's really going to be important for you. But local can be super important no matter what, just because it increases the engagement across the board. Think about how many national publications there are and then think about how many local publications there are. And they're usually neglected. I go back to uh, the first startup that I ran. It was a company called strumschool.com. It was a guitar lesson marketplace connecting students and teachers for online lessons before there was FaceTime and all this other fancy stuff we have now, Zoom. And we, when we launched the website, did a press release and we syndicated it through whatever press release company we found and got... 37 links from a bunch of different publications. And it was like, hey, the Houston Times took our article and published it. Wonderful. SF Gate republished the content. And we got a couple links out of this, but I don't know if there was actually a ton of value from it. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with a low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So, you know, how do you figure out when you're syndicating your content? Obviously, I was doing a press release and trying to splash it all over the internet. Do you see that press releases are valuable? Is it all just the news story? And then again, how do you figure out whether that's actually driving an impact? Yeah, they each have their place. I think for press releases, it's more... In the way you used it, you're new to the scene. You're literally just trying to get your name out there. You're going to pay for it. It might not be follow links. It might be that you're getting sponsored links, but it's not an SEO play. You're doing it to be like, hey, we exist. If we can get any coverage out of this, let's do it. Because right now, these people will pick it up because we're brand new. It was really just to put as featured in SF Gates. You know, right. They took all... <laughs> The Chicago Tribune wrote about strumschool.com. It's like, no, they didn't. They linked to the press <laughs> release that I had somewhere in a part of their website that nobody ever found. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think like there's a place for that. And also most businesses are not in their brand new stage or launching an extremely exciting product or service that's actually newsworthy. So a lot of the time people are like, how are we supposed to get more coverage when we don't really have anything product or service related to offer that's 
wildly interesting. A lot of people might think that what you're doing is very interesting. You probably, I always think that what I'm marketing is super interesting, but it's not always nationally newsworthy. You know, nobody thought that the launch of strumschool.com was that interesting <laughs> other than me and, and, you know, maybe my parents. All right. So you mentioned the idea of trying to up level, thinking about local content that makes something that's newsworthy. What are some other ways that you could think about creating other newsworthy content? Sure. So data is a huge one. If you've never used data or done any data journalism, sometimes the easiest thing is to look internally. Do you have any internal data that's interesting? Usually you have to be a pretty big brand in order to do this because you need a pretty comprehensive set of data points in order to draw any real conclusions. If you don't have internal data, there are a million publicly available free data sets, especially if you just start with government data. There is a ton of stuff. I mean, so much of what our, our stacker stories are about is government data that we've analyzed in a new way or synthesized with other data sets. Data is great when you're starting because it automatically sends a signal of trust to anyone you're pitching it to. If you're trying to send them something that's based on anything that's not objective and they don't know who you are and they've never heard of your brand, they are much less likely to even open your email or take a look at your pitch because they have no idea why you should be talking about what you're talking about. Now, if you're able to say, hey, this is based on this data set, we did this analysis, you can check out all the data and our methodology, that's much more credible. And it's much easier to get your foot in the door that way. And while they're more likely to publish it, it's also more likely to seem credible when it's published because it's based on data and more objectives than you know those those listicles that go around that are all subjective, like two people sat down and decided what was going to be on that list. That's another strumschool.com strategy of the top 10 guitar songs in the world, the top 10 jazz guitar songs in the world, the top 10 rock art. And we were building all these listicles and then trying to syndicate them around as much as we could. They didn't really drive a lot of links. So you know when you're creating what you hope is going to be newsworthy content, how do you take that and actually try to drive links and therefore SEO value out of it? So in that case, I would try to figure out how we can use data to tell that story. Maybe it's Spotify streams or YouTube music video views. But like, rather than... If you are going to use experts in the field, like how many people are we talking? Who did you ask? That sort of stuff. That's where I would start. Because a lot of it is the content ideation is where things fall through. If you don't have like a really sound way of coming up with this information, that's where it becomes difficult to earn the links. You have to be providing something that somebody wants to cite. That's usually where the link comes in at all, right? Somebody's linking to you as the source of something that they're saying. So starting from a foundation of data, a foundation of something that's presenting new information in one way or another, that's sound and credible. All right, give me one last tidbit, one last pearl of wisdom as you're starting to think about how do I create news content? How do I distribute it? Whether I should be creating content and then emailing people that are relevant to it. Should I be using a newswire? Should I be doing press releases? Give me another pearl of wisdom that you think people that are just starting to embark on their content marketing strategy should know. Sure. As I mentioned previously, make sure you've got your on-site bottom of the funnel stuff lined up before you even embark on any of this more top of the funnel link building stuff. Obviously, I'm biased. I think you should hire us. <laughs> uh, but that's at least you're open and honest about it. Listen, yeah. But if you have an internal person who's dedicated to earning links, maybe that person is looking for the publications that are very specifically in your niche. 
and you're getting the benefit of a relevant link that's also driving relevant traffic. And that's something that's easier to do when you're very manual about it. I would be checking that publication all the time, seeing what they're publishing. No matter who you are, if you're trying to get coverage on any publication, you need to very intimately understand not only what that publication is writing, but even what those writers are covering. Not every writer at a publication is doing the exact same thing. They all have their own very specific beats and interests. And if you don't have a grasp on that, there's no way you're going to send them something that they're interested in. That's the, that's the main thing. All right, Amanda, thank you for all the wisdom throughout this week. Thank you for coming on and telling us a little bit about not only Stacker, but also brand authority, content syndication, and building newsworthy content. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for having me. All right, and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Amanda Milligan, the head of marketing at Stacker. If you'd like to get in touch with Amanda, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Melanda, M-I-L-L. A-N-D-A, or you could visit her company's website, which is studio.stacker.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. and We'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.